Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian You know what I like about this podcast, Jesse? I do not you, do, you have no idea what I, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to say right now And I'm a little concerned I'm just going to say, you know we're not the traditional Clippers podcast. It's a very open forum, you know, pun intended. So we could go into a lot of different things this week. You know, the draft's coming up. But I think the most interesting that hap- the most interesting thing that happened this week was Pat Bev going off on Chris Paul. <laughs> and I thought the Clippers organization so wrapped up in that somehow, right? Like there's so many different points to that. And I was like, why don't we, from a fan's perspective, have our Chris Paul episode? The Christopher Paul, the Christopher Emmanuel Paul episode. What do you say? I say F- that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say let's do it, man. This, right, this is right, this is right. long let's, overdue. Let's do it. It's a long off season, right? Like what why don't we do the Chris Paul legacy episode, right? And, and it's only fitting because I think we're all wait, we're all waiting for his downfall, and um, and it happened. <laughs> yeah, right. So, on that note, welcome to the LA Clips Forum. <laughs> my name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? I usually ask how you're doing, but today I'm going to ask: Did you enjoy Pat Beverly going off on Chris Paul this week? Oh, I loved it, man. I loved it. He. Dude, I woke up <laughs> with a bunch of notifications. Like my friend sending me, hey man, Pat Bev is going in on CP3. I'm just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen after. Not only did we see the Sins lose, all right, right. but we woke up to Pat Bev. No one like kind of like interrupting his points and he's just making it clear, concise why CP3 is whack no, i'm just kidding <laughs> a. Smith, i, I want to use other words but yeah, uh, no. i can't i don't want to i'm gonna say Stephen a smith had a tough time right he, oh, he yeah. was just like he was like man now i got two guys him <laughs> and jj reddick both of them former clippers by the way just like schooling him on him because like he's a narrative he's a narrative driven guy yeah we're like baby Stephen a smith over here <laughs> I guess, <laughs> you know, we were narrative, we're a narrative based podcast, you know, we don't get too much into the analytics, you know, but it's not even that Pat Bev and JJ Reddick went like that hard on analytics here. They were just straight up like, this is what the game is. And, you know, mm-hmm. Chris Paul deserves some slander. So I thought and, it was interesting. Oh, to be fair, yeah. JJ was also defending some points on defending CP3 on some points, right? Right. Yeah. You know, that's his former teammate. I don't I, know how close they are, but how do you feel? How do you feel about Reddick as an analyst? By the way, he's really good on ESPN. I do think. So I think uh, I forgot. Who, I think it was Joel Embiid who actually said he should be coaching. Mm. And I, I, I would like to see that. Uh, I do. I, I believe he was commentating on one of the playoff games. I want to say it was the 76ers one. I forgot who the play-by-play person he was working with but he was actually very good mm. clear he's concise he's he he kind of speaks from like you know 
the beat writers podcast point of view but it's on yeah. national television and you might not think that's entertaining television but at the same time it's different than everything we've seen you know it's different than skip bayless shannon sharp mm-hmm. Stephen a jalen rose like it gets to a point where like you do somewhat respect them but at the same time they always say stuff that you're like you're just trying to get views or you're just trying to get a reaction from people you're not there's no way you actually mean that you know yeah and i feel like jj has never really said anything except for like his bob Cousy thing uh where he said like bob Cousy played with like plumbers and like, <laughs> firefighters and stuff and it's just like you know what that's that's true though <laughs> okay we're going off topic real quick but would you okay. love to see jj reddick on the clippers coaching staff someday why not i feel like he's the type of person that just two things there's two things in general because he's a smart he's a smart person but two things in general that i feel like he could help people work on their form and their and how to move off ball mm-hmm. and then also he could probably help some people work on their free throw form no uh, right. I, I i think like he could if you hear a squeak in the background my dog's playing with her her cactus and i really thought it was my chair for a second uh, <laughs> apparently doesn't doesn't respect uh the platform i'm trying to build here <laughs> doesn't respect jj reddick that's, that's the <laughs> she, thing, she yeah. doesn't. she's like uh this is jj reddick part of the show all right. all right so chris paul i think chris paul whoa <laughs> chris paul is probably the most polarizing clipper of all time like you could you could probably like name some decent role players and stuff like that but in terms of like you're naming the top 10, 15 Clippers of all time. He's clearly the most polarizing out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like if we're, if we're just going to go cliff notes on Chris Paul after the Clippers, we could go into what he did on the Clippers, but if we just go cliff notes after Clippers, right? He has the Staples center, like scuff up situation. And he's trying to lead players to the clippers locker room when he was on the rockets absolutely ridiculous and it made both franchises look idiotic in my opinion so did you have you have you rewatched that game i have like, not re- i haven't rewatched the game recently i i i actually watched it today because i knew we we're gonna have a discussion on this okay and man that game was really trippy like uh trippy there was a lot of bad blood between Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Um, and you know what? West John- Wesley Johnson, I forgot, had like a cleanest block on Clint Capella. <laughs> it got overshadowed. <laughs> Everyone started barking at each other. It was like Pat Bev and Austin Rivers started barking from the bench at Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza was getting mad. And they just essentially, they felt like Chris Paul was attacked. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is one unit. We're, we're one team. And if you go after one of us, we're going to go after you guys. And it was like, dude like it's a game (laughs) like like, like, it wasn't there's nothing physical like no one's swinging each other yeah right surprisingly because chris paul likes to swing especially at the (laughs) at the balls area so uh, (laughs) and not the basketball we're talking about but (laughs) ask boogie he might know (laughs) right so chris paul leaving the clippers you started hearing things about like he was for lack of better words, an asshole in the locker room, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You hear you hear about all these players uh, and their legacies, like, you know, Kobe's mama mentality and how Michael Jordan was just, you know, 
treated everyone like crap but it's, the thing is like those players won rings those players are legit considered some of the best guards uh, either the best guard or one of the best guards in history right mm-hmm. chris paul i feel like there's there's a lot of players in the nba who say like they had this mama mentality or something like that i'm not saying chris paul says that but there's his teammate currently does right yeah devin booker right and then yet yeah, devin booker cries and gets <laughs> mad at the raptors mascot you know mama mentality and it's 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 just really intriguing that like some players take the game super serious and i feel like constantly put their teammates down i'm not saying chris paul is doing that in phoenix right now but it seemed like he did that on the clippers mm-hmm. where he apparently pissed off Blake Griffin, apparently pissed off DJ, apparently pissed off a lot of players. There's not a single player that left the Lob City era and I feel like had nice things to say about it. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul, aka the leader, had this like serious, like, I don't know if he came in there with that Kobe or Michael Jordan mentality or whatever. He just didn't put up with any crap or I don't know what it what it was. But you could just tell when Chris Paul left. Blake Griffin and the Clippers were just in a happier place. I remember me and you chatting about it at the time. Yeah. And it was one, like, remember, because we, we bring this up on the podcast a lot. When Blake Griffin left, I was kind of heartbroken about it. Mm-hmm. When Chris Paul left, I said, good. Get get that get that toxic POS off our team. Mm-hmm. And it's because you could just tell Blake Griffin was so much happier once Chris Paul left. And then we just traded Blake Griffin the same season anyway, <laughs> but you could just tell the culture was changing. It was a lot less toxic. And then eventually we realized doc rivers was part of that too. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So like you go into the Houston game, Blake Griffin already doesn't like Chris Paul. Chris Paul apparently doesn't like the Clippers and things are going to get physical and keep in mind, we knew this as Clipper fans when he was on our team, but now he's not on our team. Chris yeah. Paul's a dirty player. Yeah, and he's hard. You kind of look away when he's on your team, right? Because he's wearing the he's wearing the Clipper jerseys, so you kind of yeah. have to root for him, right? Yeah. Um, there's there's players like if you're if you're a fan of a baseball team that took steroids or something, and you're just like, well, you know, that was my guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> it, it's. It's uh, for example, I'm a USC football fan. Apparently, USC got a lot of sanctions back in the 2000s. That those were still my, that was still my team though, and apparently we cheated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, I'm sure I'm sure Houston Astros fans are just like I don't care. You know, we got caught cheating. We want to yeah. ship. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's yeah, that's how ahead. we that's how we feel about Chris Paul, right? When he was on the Clippers, it's like we know you're we know you're a dirty player, but yeah. you're our, you're our guy. Exactly. He he brought a lot of to be fair, he brought a lot of positives to the team, right? Like he was the playmaking. He was pretty tough, um, wanted to win. And that's something we appreciate. But he was just very petty, it seems like. Everyone says, I don't know, listening to the podcast with Reddick and Blake Griffin, they're just saying there's a lot of pettiness. And they're trying I, I feel like they're trying to be nice and then trying to say like yeah, I was with everyone, but I feel like when the person that leaves and the vibe gets better, it just kind of tells you something, right? It kind of tells you the person who was being petty or the person that was causing this like negativity around was Chris Paul. And you can kind of see it. I mean, granted, like what game was it? DJ got the rebound. There was time to go up and Chris Paul was just going in on him. Yeah. And like, I, I get the frustration 
And but he I just felt like ever since then uh, that just set the tone. Let me ask you this, because we both work in places (laughs) (laughs) and you let's just say, you know, you have to work with somebody five days a week for an entire year. Even when they get to a point where they piss you off, you might say something, but you don't say something that's going to necessarily burn that bridge or cripple the relationship because you still have to work with that person, right? Yeah, it's it's not like HR, right? Like you can't just like, hey, we're going to talk to you about this. Either you clean up your act or you're fired. (laughs) That's not going to happen here in the situation, right? So I feel like let's get into some positives about Chris Paul because I'm pretty sure 85% of this is going to be talking about why we don't like him anymore. Okay, <laughs> but, but nothing long he, and hard. <laughs> arguably, to some people, the best Clipper of all time. He was the player. I I personally think, like Blake Griffin's, like the 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 nucleus of why the Clippers ended up being good. But Chris Paul is probably the reason why they actually became good. I don't know if that makes sense. No, like, I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say, it wouldn't happen without Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was a driving talent to bring. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So it's hard for me to form it. Too, in a, in yeah. A so, so Chris Paul is going to go down in the books, at least until somebody else goes in there and breaks his records. The one of the best, probably the best point guard in Clippers history in the books. Me and you could debate that a little later because me mm-hmm. and you've already even said on this podcast that if X, Y, and Z were to go in Reggie Jackson's way, narratively speaking, he would go down as the Clippers best point guard in history. Yeah. No. Right. So statistically, it's going to be Chris Paul until mm-hmm. something happens, right? He is the best player on the Clippers during their most successful run until recently when we had, we, you know, we we're always getting eliminated in the second round, and that, and then we changed that recently. He went to multiple All Star games, as you know, so he represented the Clippers there. Mm-hmm. As a Clipper, he was an NBA All Star Game MVP, made multiple NBA first teams, three of them to be exact, as a Clipper, multiple second teams, and he. It says he made the NBA 13, but I don't know if he's still te- technically part of the Hornets then. But I, I doubt someone's going to stack correct this. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, multiple NBA All Defensive First Team, and he was the assist leader in the NBA twice as a Clipper, and he holds the mo- the, the record for, for most assists as a Clipper. Now, this is um, if I'm going to nitpick at this. He's also played for the Clippers the longest than any other point guard, I feel like, in Clippers history, too. Like, I'm pretty sure if you get... Because he's played from 2011 to through 2017. Mm-hmm. If you gave another point... I'm not saying just any other point guard, but if you gave another point guard that was considerably one of your top three players on the team, he would probably maybe, get, you know, have a run at Chris Paul in the NBA world is considered one of the best point guards of all time mm-hmm. skill set wise but his attitude his play on the court i feel like has really soured his legacy and yeah. now we're at this point where next year i believe 
uh, my math my math's terrible he'll 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 have spent more years off the clippers than he did with the clippers since he started he started playing with the clippers he, or if we're going to include his hornets years he's officially played more years not on the clippers than he did on the clippers let's put it that way mm-hmm. just to simply break it down when he's on the rockets the thing the only thing he had going for him for me personally as a clipper fan who you know i didn't mind if chris paul won a title or whatever was the fact that he, him and James Harden were the only thing keeping us away from the Warriors dynasty, I felt like. And I was willing to, I guess, allow Chris Paul to have success on the Rockets if it meant the Warriors were going to lose. I think we had this conversation, too, Yeah, in the past. Then he apparently doesn't bring his hamstring with him to the Western Conference Finals. And then he gets traded to the Thunder. And then he has this run on the Thunder. And to me, I never looked at the Thunder as being contenders, so I really didn't care. I was like, oh, that's a good story for him. Cool. Yeah. Then he comes to the Suns. And I never even looked at the Suns as being villains. But all you had to do was add Chris Paul's dirty play Add Jay Crowder, add Devin Booker's, you know, mama mentality of getting mad at mascots and put that all in one team together. And then we have to play them in the Western Conference Finals without anybody being healthy for the most part. Everyone's tired. We haven't had two days off in the playoffs. And this guy talking crap to Pat Bev the whole time because he was the Pat Bev wasn't guarding. Right, he went off on the Marcus Cousins. I'm telling you right now, low key. You give me that. You give me the same amount of separation that Chris Paul got on the Marcus Cousins. <laughs> I would make one out of ten shots. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Uh, yelling out Kobe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yelling out Kobe. I'm getting mad at the mascot. <laughs> I'm. I'm doing the whole thing. Damn, Buck is trying to hold you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I remember in the bubble, and this this little part's gonna be about Devin Booker. The Suns go like nine and zero or something, but they still miss mm-hmm. the playoffs. But Devin Booker makes a game winning shot. It's the one where he's laying on the ground and he's like looking up at the basket because he made. And then I remember my my thoughts exactly were. You know what? I don't think I like these Suns guys, but you know what? They're they're not good right now, so I guess I don't have to worry about it. No, I have the same I, feeling too. And now they're good, and I don't have to worry about it. And so are they though? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll find out, right? So, flash forward to now, Chris Paul basically doesn't bring his hamstring again to <laughs> to the Western Conference semis, and. uh I forgot what it was. Did, didn't uh, a report come out that he had a sore quad? Apparently, yeah. Uh, I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe anything. Uh, yeah. If he had a sore quad, we wouldn't have known about that before Game Seven. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So mid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your quads mid, man. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I've done a lot of talking. 
but yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I, I, like I, I, I had a. You like, need some water, buddy. Yeah, I, I feel like I had to like throw in like, hey, this is this is some good accolades he had on the team, but also, this is why we don't like him. <laughs> so, so uh, if you want to go in, in on my... Christopher Emmanuel Paul, <laughs> I mean, where do I start? I think you said some good points about Chris Paul's talents and what he did for the Clippers. Um, but his overall attitude is just and dirty play and his constant crying. It gets very old. It got old on the Clippers. I got irritated always watching him cry. Same thing with Blake Griffin. I'm going to be fair. No, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, so playing, so running back, play defense, always constantly nagging. And then watching that, against your team where he's initiating fa- initiating contact with a stupid little swing, which I don't understand why it's still being called because it's not like a normal jump shot whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a swing to the right. Like, <laughs> like a, it's not a normal shooting form and I don't understand that, but uh, that's just a tangent, but it's just his attitude, dude. Like, honestly, I hate his, I hate the arrogance that he brings for someone that hasn't really accomplished a championship. And that's the thing we stack against players ultimately, right? Yeah. Like, I feel LeBron can talk all the shit he wants because he has chips, right? And for the most part, we just, I mean, when he was healthier, right? We didn't like going up against them. But Chris Paul doesn't really have that aura around him. And this guy has the arrogance to just, I mean, who's who's Alvarado, right? Yeah. Like, the, it just, it irked me. Like, this guy literally was a menace to you. And all you can do is just simply acknowledge, hey, man, he played a good game. What does that do to you? Yeah. And, like, and same thing with Devin Booker. I don't know what the hell happened, but Jesus, can that guy, like, be so, con- like, so cocky for – accomplishing nothing i get it you drop what how many points in the game i don't even know because i don't give a shit about it right i i I believe there was i don't know if i said on a podcast but i must i must have at least said it to you know you guys maybe in a spaces or something the suns broke a record for like the most franchise wins or whatever and everyone's like oh see like they're gonna be really good the first thing i said was we also had Chris Paul when we broke a franchise record <laughs> for wins in the season. And it didn't end well. Nope. And it ended basically the exact same. And it's a shame that we didn't get Scott Foster to rep that game. That would have been the icing on the cake. Just for him, just one more time, just to do a little T, point up, point at Chris Paul. But it's all right. I think, I think they're saving Scott Foster for the Western Conference Finals, but Luca had other thoughts. Um, it's just crazy, you know. No, yeah, like I had a really tough time in that series choosing between Luca and uh Phoenix, and I liked both of them getting humbled. But the way Phoenix got humbled in game seven was was, 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 yeah, it was poetry emotion, dude. Like, I was loving it. You can see they're so, I mean, everyone had the Suns picking them, everyone was so confident. Oh, the Suns got this, Suns are gonna win, and then they ended up. Yeah, it was it was inexcusable. I mean, especially their two star players only having what less than four points at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. And Booker's talking about that mom mentality, always right. constantly complaining. 
I mean, the screenshots of him making faces, crying, like, and he had the nerve to call Paul George soft. Oh, yeah. It's, dude. It's, 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 yeah. Out of here, dude. And, and yeah, and it doesn't make it any easier that Chris Paul's his teammate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where his narrative came that I, I guess, like, I felt like there's a narrative. I feel like there's a narrative going around uh, before this Suns collapse, but that Devin Booker is better than Paul George. No way in hell. Paul George is a complete package. He plays offense and defense. Devin Booker looks lost every fucking time. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there because, A, people could look at Paul George going to the Western Conference Finals and losing to Chris Paul's sons, and people could create the narrative, Chris Paul's still the best Clipper of all time, just based on, like, your former Clipper guy beat your current Clipper guy. It's it's simple. Obviously, some people don't dig deep into the everything else that happened in that series, but you know you could just on the surface say that. I don't I don't agree with it. No. But it's it's evident that not only is Paul George better than Devin Booker, he's also better than Chris Paul. He took Phoenix to the limit mm-hmm. without Zoo for mm-hmm. some of that series without Preach. Kawhi. Amen. Batum was not playing a lot of minutes. Mm. Morris had one leg. It's touching to my soul right now. Touch, and he still my soul. and he still managed to cross up Chris Paul so bad <laughs> <laughs> that he turned into a meme. So, I mean, yeah. dude, Pat Pat Bev said it perfectly, and we all said it in our chat, right? If we wanted to play against somebody, we did not want the Grizzlies. We wanted the we wanted the Suns. We wanted that's the who Suns. we wanted. That's what we wanted, yeah. Because we know that they're not the great team that everyone thinks they are. No. And the thing that's so amazing out of this is now they're going to go into the offseason saying, is this team good enough? Yeah. And they don't have much cap space, and I hope they make this move and oh, they yeah. go back down to being a lottery pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go for it, yeah. And then Devin Booker will get upset. He'll want to leave. And then, you know uh sons and four guys is gonna be uh putting the four up trying to get a lottery pick <laughs> like, uh, he, he's gonna be the guy who when they do the lottery pick selection and he's gonna have like you know, sons and four and he's hoping that the sons get a top four pick i, I know i'm going i'm just going in on uh, uh, sons organization and the fan base but it's he's fine. part of it and he ignited that and i mean that that fan base basically exemplifies of what chris paul brings and to the table personality wise right a lot of trash talking but nothing to back it up with yeah so what would reggie jackson or any other clippers point guard have to do to basically take over as the best clippers point guard of all time because I don't think anyone currently or in the future as of right now is going to surpass his, his statistics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But obviously when your legacy is on the line, it's not always weighed by statistics. It's weighed by accomplishments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So what do you personally feel like Reggie Jackson would have to do at this point or has he already done? it? And are we being too biased? Cause we like Reggie or so. Yeah. I mean, but that that plays a huge factor in it, right? Like you're, <laughs> you want to love the you want to love the player that you know you consider the greatest of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just it's just a factor to me um i want to say that he's there already just because of the vibes that he brings how much joy he brings to the team everyone loves him uh and the fact that he balled out and basically laid it laid it all on the court you know was crying at the po- at the the post uh post post game interview after he got eliminated and then he tries his heart out Paul George Kawhi goes down he obviously it's a roller coaster but he's giving everything he has right yeah I think he did he average the most minutes played yeah he he played the most minutes this year and he's over 30 years old and it's the first time in his career I believe doing something like that uh emotionally what emotionally I love Reggie Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could, I'd marry him. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's available, but we could figure that out. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> it seems like you'll just marry any Clipper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, a whore. Uh, I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Well, I'm yeah, going to throw I, this I'd out say there. yes, but if if you're gonna if you're gonna solidify it, no argument. He gets me to the Western Conference Final. One more time, and that's it. He's already like, done more than what Chris Paul did, right? I was like, gonna say, yeah, he he he's gone further than Chris Paul. And I'm gonna throw this out there: it's not like he was like the twelfth guy on the bench when we got that far. He legit was one of the reasons why we even got to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he got us further than, and you could say, well, that's because of Paul George, and you know, Kawhi got you so far. But you know, Kawhi didn't play those last two games against Utah. Then I'm going to. Throw something else at, at well, you. Right what, what 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 do you think? You didn't you didn't give me uh, that point of view. You kind of agreed I, with I, me, but before the playing game against the Pelicans, I remember I went on and said, "If Reggie Jackson wins this game for the Clippers, he is the best Clippers point guard of all time." A lot of people will still defend Chris Paul or whatever, but I it, it it's it's Reggie Jackson for what he did the previous year in the playoffs, getting into the Western Conference Finals, to be able to carry this team, you know, to above 500 and then goes into that Pelicans game and with like five to six minutes to go, we're like, we might pull this off. And he's scoring 25 points, plays like almost the entire game, leaves it all on the court. He's not, he's, you don't see Reggie Jackson going to the locker room and just like getting in Hernstein's face. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not getting in Zeus' face. He's not, he's just like, you know, and he takes responsibility. And I'm going to throw this out there. Reggie Jackson also has the skip against the Lakers. <laughs> That's I don't I don't recall I don't recall basketballreference.com does not have Chris Paul having to skip against the Lakers. I I I looked pretty thoroughly today. But he does yeah. not have a skip in the final seconds against the Lakers. <laughs> that's a good point. That's that's a, Yeah. That's that's a solid point. I I totally forgot about that. Honestly, that legendary skip. So um, what what was the point bef- before that? Uh he doesn't yell at his players or mm-hmm. he 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 scored like 25 points all on the line yeah i mean like that's the, the vibes the dancing <laughs> see that's those are huge factors into like 
what makes a player great, right? Yeah. I mean, if your teammates love you and say such uh, great things about you and it doesn't take years of being in different teams for them to finally say, hey, you know, he's all right. <laughs> well, well, also, like, like I said, when Chris Paul left, we all kind of had that, like, all right, it's fine. All right, it looks like we might rebuild. We might not. Let's see if we get Blake back. You know, it, it was just like a, like a fine Chris Paul moving on. We got Pat Bev in the deal. I think we got like Sam Decker. We got Montrez. You know, we, I guess we were just like, all right, we're moving on now. Yeah. When Lou Will got traded, the whole oh, fan dude. base was broken. Yeah. And I have a feeling if Reggie Jackson retires, he gets traded. We don't resign him, you know, down the line or whatever. We're going to feel Justice Harper. Like he, he could have the worst year of his career next year and we're still going to want him back. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'm gonna want him back. Oh no, I, I would want him back. Too. You know, like it, there's just certain players on this team that you want you want them to retire as Clippers. And when the Lob City era ended, it was kind of like a relief that it ended, but at the same time, it was like disappointing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's gonna be the case with this this era of basketball. So and, when when you say disappointing, well. Can you expand on that? Like, what do you what do you mean? Was it was it disappointing because you felt like we're going to be a losing team, or was it disappointing to see an era end? Because I feel like those are two different things, right? It, it was the first era of winning basketball. Because I'll I'll admit, for the longest time, if you were to even ask me, maybe two years ago, I would have said my list of players that I don't like from Clippers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ellen Brand was on top of that list for the way he handled the Baron Davis situation. Mm-hmm. But now that I look back on it, I could I don't I can't fault a clipper for wanting to leave a Donald Sterling team. I can't fault that. So Ellen Brand, we're good. I know you I know you listens to the pod. Uh, <laughs> hey, <thanks Brian. laughs> he's like, oh, thank God, I've been waiting. I like, I'm, I'm like 40 something episodes in. You've yet to say something, Brian. He, he has you on Twitter. He's like, oh, now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I was like, I was like, he's like, he's afraid I want to follow back. He's like, he's like, he doesn't want to look silly. He looks for you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Chris Paul has to be up there because he created a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because keep in mind, like, if he he could have been like, you know, let's keep doing this. If if the vibes were good, the culture was good, and you could put some fault on Doc Rivers for that too. Mm-hmm. You can maybe put some fault on maybe Blake Griffin for maybe not improving at the rate he should have. You could put some fault at DeAndre for never getting better at his free throw shooting, even though I, he did improve toward the end of that run. Or you could, you know, he has cinder blocks for hands. You know, you could... You could get on people, you could get on Doc Rivers for his GM decisions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the whole team could have decided at some point that the vibes were good. Let's just let's just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? But I do think eventually the team would have felt like the front office would have felt like we had to move on from it. But it really did feel like the players at the end of the era were just like, no, I'm good. They're done. Yeah, they're done. And uh, Blake Griffin was maybe the only one who was like, he who who didn't say he was done. He actually resigned and wanted to be part of the team. He had the, like the Nelson Mandela shirt and all that. Uh, it's disappointing because the potential was there, and it's also disappointing that we probably had the best Clippers run during probably one of the hardest dynasties to play against in the NBA. The Warriors happened at the exact same time in the exact same conference 
in the same division. But I think the one of the most disappointing things about that too, when we played the Warriors in the first round, we beat them. Mm-hmm. And then we never played them again during the rest of the era. We lost to teams like the Thunder, the Jazz, the Rockets. It's not like we lost to the best team. We got to the second round, injuries or whatever. We just could not get over the hump. And yeah, late late in games, Blake Griffin always dribbled off his thigh. And and DeAndre Jordan sometimes didn't catch a pass. Those thick thighs, dude. <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes uh, it's just like we got certain injuries. And but like I'll admit, like the excuses, like yeah, injuries do matter. But eventually, you just gotta you just gotta figure it out. And um, I don't know if I'm just like going based on how this Clippers team did this year, but like we lost our best player. We lost a top five NBA player who's on probably one of his best playoff runs. Mm-hmm. Didn't miss a shot, I think, in the fourth quarter or something like that. And Paul George carried this team. And when I saw that, it made 10 times more sense why Lob City did not work out. It's just it's just the attitude of the culture, the players, the vibes. And the Lob City era just did not have that. Yeah. I, I think it had that at one point. It just deteriorated. I think because I, I, the- I would think 2014, 2015, because you know, over time, disappointment kind of right, you know, caused a lot of attitude change. It's frustrating. Yeah, um, but I think Blake Griffin and DJ were younger and were. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know how to say. We're this, enjoying it a little bit more, and Chris Paul was like, because it, it was part of their growth. Because they're yeah. still, they're younger, right? They're still growing into the basketball player that they are. Yeah. Uh, um. Where Chris Paul was like, win now. I need a win now. I need this ring. I need. I need this exclamation point on my career. Mm-hmm. And that's what it always felt like, right? Like. Yeah, like Chris Paul was thinking, two to three series ahead. Mm-hmm. And Blake Griffin and DeAndre were just trying not to screw up in the third quarter. Like it, it seemed, it seemed like. And then they're like, when they did screw up, the game was over. They just wanted to vibe to with each other. And Chris Paul would, I think, go up to him, like slap their hands, and be like stop vibing. You know, like yeah. <laughs> we're not winning. Yeah, uh, but you know, like they had their special moments too. Like the the famous DeAndre in the house thing with the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> signing. And then, they, and then but the thing is like, that's, that's kind of like, I personally feel like Doc Rivers was a fun coach. I personally feel like Blake Griffin was a fun player. DeAndre was a fun player. And I think at times Chris Paul was probably fun. Yeah. But at times he probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, I do personally think like it just got to a point where Chris Paul was just like, I'm tired of this. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I think Blake Griffin, DeAndre, and Doc, and then all them would have been like just fine, you know, just vibing. Yeah. No. <laughs> but but it got to a point where like I agree with you. There's expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I understand why you want to leave. You know, some sometimes you just do need a new scenery. Um, but afterwards, I mean, for me, like, I think the hate really began when he started the fight with. The Clippers, right? They got they yeah. lost. I think it was like one thirteen and one one hundred one. Like I said, it was a really chippy game. I said chirpy earlier, so uh, <laughs> we'll my bad. Um, um, but yeah, just like the whole idea, like you try and fight like 
Blake Griffin, you're trying to fight Austin Rivers, Pat Bev. Yeah. It's, I don't know, just really, it gave a really bad taste in my mouth. And ever since then, you know, you add the, the dirtiness, you know, you know, the, the, the nut shots, the constant <laughs> complaining, mm-hmm. and just the, just the, the arrogance that he carries when it comes to the press conference is just it it's all it, it all builds up to why we just do not like Chris Paul. Yeah. And if I'm gonna throw this out there too, he it feels like Pat Bev was representing the Clippers when he was on ESPN this week. It felt like he was still in the Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> like like and it's funny because like every time Pat Bev it makes me want to dislike him. He pulls me right back in. He pulls me right back in. He's like calling this weak ass clips at the end. I'm like, you know, why is you know why is it gotta be like that? And then all and then Pat Bev comes on here and he's like, you know, like I also talking my boy Paul George. We 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 weren't scared of the Suns. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and Pat Bev comes back. He's wearing zoo jerseys. And then Chris Paul, starting the fight with Houston Rockets, has the audacity to do all the stuff he's done, and then like a total at the end of the sun series last year Mm -hmm. says hey man this this is these are my guys you know i'll always be a clipper and a part of me was like as a representative of the clipper nation the you ain't (laughs) 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 you were once a clipper you're not always a clipper (laughs) you know like i appreciate what you did for us Mm -hmm. but you 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 burn that bridge if yeah you know hypothetically if he would have stayed on okc i felt like that was a really humbling experience yeah when he was on okc and i i felt like if we would have had that chris paul throughout like from there on i don't think i would have an issue with chris paul saying like saying chris paul would probably be the greatest clipper you know um (laughs) brian's Brian's, Brian's, uh, about to say something really no, no, but, uh, I, I agree with you. And, but because, uh, like I said, it's a vibe, right? Like you gotta like the players. So if you don't like them, I don't give a shit who what they accomplished. They're not gonna be my greatest clipper of all time, right? No, yeah, I agree. Uh, let, let me ask you this then, mm-hmm. hypothetically, because we we've, we've already we've already we've already talked about this stuff before. Uh-huh. Uh Go ahead, ask me anything. Go. <laughs> I'm, a book. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I, you're an open book. <laughs> uh, we've thought about Blake Griffin joining the Clippers again. We've all been like, you know what? That's fine. He said some stuff about Steve Ballmer and the Clippers before, but we're like, you know what? I can see why he was upset. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not. It's not like he went and started like you know, punching players afterwards. <laughs> uh, maybe he has. I don't know. I don't watch. I, I, I didn't watch a lot of Pistons games. Uh, but how would you feel? If whatever reason Chris Paul eventually got bought out of a contract and he finished his career one more season with the Clippers. I don't know. I'm not saying he makes thirty million dollars. Would you would you would you be able to like obviously I think as fans we would we would forgive him for the season. But would you be kind of frustrated? Wouldn't you you'd like a lot of people are like we could do better than Blake Griffin, but I'm like, you know, from the nostalgia, I want Blake Griffin. But with Chris Paul, I'd be like, yeah. we could we could do better. We don't need that guy. It would have to be Chris Paul saying, I want to retire as a Clipper. Okay. You know, going out saying like, hey, man, this is my last season. You know, I really want to I really want to go back to where I started it all. And 
I want to retire as a Clipper. And then I would consider like forgiving, forgiving them, you know, you know I'm saying? You can come back and give me a Imagine that's when he wins the ring. And he's just like, he talks a bunch of crap. He played four minutes all season. But if we had to choose between Blake Griffin and CP3, I'm, I'm choosing Blake Griffin. All right. So this this is this is gonna this is how we end the podcast. If we're gonna have to choose between CP3 and Reggie, I'm choosing Reggie. Plus, Reggie Jackson's also the person who uh if I had to choose Pat Bev over CP3, I'm choosing Pat Bev. Right. There's there's a lot of point guards. Yeah. Uh <laughs> if I'm choosing Lou Will, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to choose Roger Rondo or <laughs> that's a tough one. That's that's a flip of a coin right there. Yeah, they're both toxic. And I might right? be flipping it a couple times. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, it didn't land on what I wanted it to be. And then it's the different thing this time around. You're like, eh, it still didn't land on what I wanted it to be. <laughs> you're hoping that the coin just doesn't land. Like, grab me. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, you know what? I guess I'm not keeping him. Uh, also, Reggie Jackson. I'm like the worst. Reggie Jackson pissed off Russell Westbrook. Right. And so I just want the. I'm sure Chris Paul has to. <laughs> So let me ask you this, because we're thinking about doing uh, a special episode where we mm-hmm. get some people on to do an all-time draft, right? Me and you will be the same pick. It will be Ellie Clisford, and we're going to pick together. So me mm-hmm. and you will discuss it. But let's pretend we're not picking together. I'm going to throw out the number one pick, and you, and I'm going to throw out a number two pick. And I'm going to say, do you say yes or no to Chris Ball? You don't even have to tell me who you'd pick. I might ask you, like, well, who would you have available, you know? But I, but would you pick Chris Paul with X pick? And I want to see how far down the list you go before you give me Chris Paul. All right. So, okay. so let's just say you had the number one overall pick. Would you take Chris Paul? No. Okay. Most likely it would be what Kawhi, Paul George, or something like that. Yeah, it has to be between. Two. So number two pick, probably not either. No, because it's either Paul George or Kawhi. All right, number three pick. I think now it gets a little bit more interesting. Number three pick. And keep in mind, you're drafting based on what they've done with the Clippers, like their skill set and stuff. So you you wouldn't get Pistons Blake Griffin. You would get Clippers Blake Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Mm, number three is interesting because I'm being like really statistical because obviously this team has to win, right? Like it's not just because, oh, I want to f- team with my favorite players. Yeah. Like you got to <laughs> be somewhat objective. Like yeah. you, your team would have to compete with the other Clipper teams. That the other people have picked. Number three, Milos. Okay, if it's going to be on the, it's got to be Lance Stevenson. But Lance Stevenson <laughs> Clipper was the best. People might hate me for this one, but I, I go with JJ Redick. Number three overall pick, JJ Redick. <sighs> and you just build around that. I'm trying to think of other players. You don't have to pick. Choose. You don't have to necessarily pick. I'm just asking: Would you take Chris Paul with a number three pick? It oh, sounds okay, like okay. It, it sounds like no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. Okay, so pick. number four pick comes around. Blake, uh, let's just say Paul George, Kawhi, probably Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. and probably let's just say JJ Redick, just in case uh, a clone <laughs> of yours is there. <laughs> Fourth overall pick. You don't pick Chris Paul. No, uh, I think I choose. Would I choose him number four pick? I don't think I would. Okay. Because I, I don't like him. You don't like him. All right. So, fifth overall pick. I think I choose Reggie, honestly, number fourth. Uh, okay. Because there's players that I think I would pick. I'd probably go maybe Lou Will, maybe Ellen Brand. Uh, you know, 
outside of that, there's not a lot of hell. Like, I know it's going to sound weird, but like the Clippers, Tobias Harris was really good. Yeah. I would pr- I, be objective, though, if the third pick came along. I guess if I'm doing the draft, I'm hoping someone picks Chris Paul for me so I don't have to do it. <laughs> but if the third pick came along, I guess I'd pick Chris Paul. She's the most no, 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 no. no I, would, I would pick, I think, you know, I'd pick like if third pick came, I'd go Blake Griffin. Yeah. Okay. If, that's... If, if it was the fourth pick, it would be, it would be tough between like Elton Brand, Chris Paul, and maybe I'm DJ. Darius Miles would be cool, but it's not like he was there very long. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you want to go super deep, deep cut you know bob mcadoo who played for the buffalo braves like it just depends like, <laughs> like how much of a deep cut you want to go but yeah I'm, i was just intrigued because i was, I, I I, I was intrigued I like on so. um, like like all right like objectively we're doing this draft as some as a special episode at some point would you go chris paul if we're simulating this like in 2k like after we do the draft mm-hmm. then i think i would choose chris paul but if to see who wins right yeah it's like you, you take Chris Paul, you technically on paper have the best Clippers point guard of all time. But then once you get Chris Paul, like, does that mean I don't get Lou Will? Because why would I need Lou Will if I have Chris Paul? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I guess that's where my brain would go. There's only like solid, there's only a few solid power forwards. I think the hardest pick is center. Like, that's why, like, a lot of people are like, why would you pick DJ that high? Oh. To be honest with you, there's not a good Clippers center. Like, outside of Zoo, DJ, Maybe Chris came in because he went to an all-star game. Okay. Aside from his, like, offensive end uh, limitations, DJ was fucking phenomenal at protecting the rim, dude. That dude was so yeah. athletic. Yeah, yeah. And people forget that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a reason why he got paid the way he got paid. No. I... Uh, it also meant that we couldn't sign anybody else, and our team <laughs> was – uh, not better for it because to be honest, one of, <laughs> one of my biggest things was like JJ Redick was a good three point shooter, but that Lob City era never had a score. We had the the playmaker and Chris Paul, who when he got to his spots, he was good. He had Blake Griffin that he was athletic in his younger years, and then he kind of developed a shot, but still dribbles off his thigh sometimes. Yeah. I think the and, thought was Blake Griffin was supposed to be the scorer. Yeah, and it just never really became that. Yeah, like we we're a really good regular season team, but we just, you know, when when the playoffs got tight, it just wasn't happening. Like if Chris yeah. Paul wasn't our primary scorer, it just it just all fell apart. And the thing is, we, he he always shied away from scoring too. Like I think Doc Rivers Doc Rivers would always push him to take over the game, and he always opted to get people involved, which is okay, but. When the game's on the lines, game seven, I, I need you to take over like he did on the Spurs, right? Yeah, the Spurs game. I think there was a game when he shot against Memphis in the first round or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just like if I'm looking for a team to build to, to – if I get DJ, then obviously I'm going to try to get Chris Paul with it, right? Because I know DJ is – <laughs> the mm-hmm. skills sets matches well uh, your, your, with your make believe Clippers team already has uh, <laughs> locker room toxicity. <laughs> it's like, like we look at the I have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you just get every toxic Clipper. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, I'm getting stressed out thinking about this. I can't wait till we do it. Uh, all right, so 
in conclusion, <laughs> though, there's gonna be a uh, locker room ar- arguments with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna so, go mute. Like, so if you listen to this episode, if you listen to this episode, and you think someone would be really cool for that idea, like let us know because like we're gonna we're gonna compare teams and vote vote on them and stuff. Uh, but in conclusion, about Chris Paul, Jesse, we talked about this before the podcast. What in conclusion did we think we were gonna come up with? He's a bitch, dude. Oh, there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can find this podcast where you find your podcast. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Ellie Clips Forum. Uh, Jake has a new Jake Barnes has a new drop. Uh, if you're an Angels or Dodgers fan, you know, if even if you're not an Angels or Dodgers fan, he has socks out. So get some socks. Those socks are light. They're they're, they're light. <laughs> 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 they, they make it float, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I meant to say tight. And I, oh my goodness! Um, uh, so if you want drip, <laughs> or if you want to feel light, uh, yeah, if you want to feel light, get some socks. Um, any more thoughts before we head out? Um, no, we're. I think we're good. I think we hit all the we hit all the points. Maybe um, we never have to talk about Chris Paul again. Maybe. Uh, I pray to God we don't. If um, people like this episode, let us know if you ever want us to do another legacy episode of where we just sit here as fans and go back and forth and talk crap about a, a clipper. I legit but, want to make a presentation now. <laughs> <laughs> we just do a PowerPoint. <laughs> and it's like, this is why Ronnie Hood and Samuel Ojale is the best duo in Clippers history. If you look at their percentages from the amount of minutes they play, if you look at their per 36. I, so, you know, what I was thinking so hard. I was thinking like... I would piss off Trent. Got <laughs> Rodney. Well, so the one of the rules I was going to have in the draft thing was at the end of the draft, we were all going to be given two two-way spots to mm-hmm. be for players that you knew were not going to be good, but you wanted them on your team just to hang out. And I know that we all know what ours would be. <laughs> oh yeah. And I figured we didn't have to draft them as long as everyone agreed that they wouldn't they wouldn't be <clears throat> upset with the other person's two-way players. Uh, but yeah so that was our episode that was the Chris Paul episode there was a lot of cussing I'll be honest with you we'll see how much I beep out I might not beep out anything because we did a lot of cussing and that's a lot of work it's a lot of raw emotions you know so well you know it's a Chris Paul episode you know so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher Paul uh, and that was our episode and we're out peace thank you Trent for the outro Muchas gracias. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins, catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh yeah. My Spanish. <laughs> I gotta make a thing I speak Spanish, but I gotta go because my my sister's trying to go sleep. <laughs>